26, I believe, of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... She is the only evidence of God I have seen, with the exception of the mysterious force that removes one sock from the dryer every time I do my laundry. Nice. You have no idea what that quote's from. No. No. That's uh, from uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. A, cla- a Brat Pack classic. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Just doing my thing. Doing your thang? Mm-hmm. Doing your thang. <laughs> this fucking weather <laughs> yeah. has been crazy. I know. Like, last weekend, I had to, I had to mow my lawn. Like, it just it was at a point where I was like... I, I need to mow it now, or when I do get around the mowing it, it'll be too hard. Right. And it was like 80 degrees at noon. Yeah. You know, and like all week it was like in the 40s. Yeah. Like today, you know, today it's like, you know, 70s. Yeah. Now it's 50. Yeah. Now we're supposed to get rain tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's like fucking chaos. <laughs> Welcome to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know. I think we bitch about it every year, but like spring in Pittsburgh is like the most fucked up time because like the weather changes on a dime. Yeah. You never it snows late. Yeah. It gets weird snow. Like it's it cold. It'll be like, you know, I'll go to bed with my window open because it's like 70 degrees outside. And when I wake up, I've got to close it because I'm seeing my breath. I know. Like, it'll drop 30 degrees overnight. And then in end of July and August, it's like Brazil. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Brazil. You're, you're, yeah, you're literally like... The humidity is... Outrageous. You can cut it like a, with a knife. That's sick. Yeah. But yeah, so that's not like... That's just like I, and then I'm thinking to myself, like, I should have just waited a fucking week. <clears throat> If I had known the weather was going to be like this. Yeah. You know. But it was like one of those things where it's like, I got to get it in. There's no rain this weekend. You know. Yeah. So the grass is drying everything. So I just like said, fuck it. And, you know. Pool of sweat. Oh. Oh. I know. I made mom's too. Yeah. Her house. Like I have a grass cut in hat. Like I do, like I, it's it's specific. Like I only wash it once a year, and it's at the end of grass cutting season. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, like I, it's and it's not this hat. You're looking at this hat, and no, yeah. it's not this. It's not my for the brand hat. It's a hat that Nancy's sister got for me. It's like a salt life hat. Okay, but it's got like a mesh backing, so uh-huh. like you know the heat can escape my head and shit. Uh-huh. And it's just like one of those things where I think like, I want to see just because I'm at you know first off I'm out of shape, which is you know a problem. But also, I've always been somebody who sweats a lot. Mm. Like no matter what, like I, I'm just a sweaty person. Mm. If I'm con- if I'm like in an activity, even when I was in shape, when I when I was a young man and I was in shape, I I had a, like a, a foam, like you know, like a, like a horse, like a racehorse, like you know, you'd work up a foam, yeah. a froth, I believe it's called. Mm. But like so, like I'm I'm always somebody who's who's been a heavy sweater. Um. So like I, I like like seeing just like how disgusting like the the brim of that hat becomes by the end of like grass cutting season, you know. Yeah. So like I, I washed it over the winter, and now it's you know it's got the first 
the first mowing in, and you know, the brim is just like dripping. Like the sweat's actually like like you think I got dunked in a water because it's just dripping off of my off the brim of my hat. And I'm just like, oh, that's just fucking nasty. <laughs> Let's see how disgusting this hat gets this year. All right, uh, they get nasty. Dude. They do, but that's the only, but that, that is the good thing. Like if if you you can have like a a four-week period where you don't have to mow your lawn. A four- to five-week period, like, because it gets so fucking hot and there's no fucking rain. Yeah. That the grass just, like, stops. Oh, even, even the grass is like, fuck. I can't do this. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get any bigger. Right. It's too fucking hot. <clears throat> so, I guess the only good thing, like, I remember last year, I had, like, a, a like a month and a half where I just didn't have to mow my la- my grass. Yeah, yeah. And then like, but like all of a sudden when it started to rain, uh-huh. like it shot up. Yeah, yeah. Like it went from like being like, you know, nice even level to like, you know, it was a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> like within days. <laughs> I know. Believe me. Yeah. I, I'm starting to hate cutting. Oh, I, I've always, I've always hated, you know, even when I did it for money, I hated it, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah. And there are people who love that shit. Yeah. Like, I that, that, that that's like I, there's a lot of things like like it's not my thing, but like if it's yours, that's great. Like people who talk about like you know I I, I run you know, like our our friend um, Mongoose and Anthony in Ireland. Uh-huh. He's a runner. He runs like five k's, ten k's. I think he's run a marathon or two. Yeah. You know, loves to run. For you, buddy, <laughs> you know yeah. that. You know, I, I get it. I get why people do it. I, I you know, I've heard the story. It is not for me. Like, even if I was somebody, like if I was to get back in shape, like I, I have no desire to distance run at all. Yeah, what? Well, some people love that. No, oh, yeah, and I, I, good for them. I got no qualm with you. You no quibble. But those motherfuckers who talk about like how much they love mowing their lawn, and like you know, being out in their their lawn, and like you know. Landscaping, like I just, like doing that. Yeah, but well, I just, I, I do. You know that. I like being out, but yeah, I don't know. It just becomes at the end of the season. I always hate it, and this year started off me hating it. <laughs> yeah, they're out there with their lawnmower, and like you know, they're checking their grass. They're laying down seed. They're putting, you know, getting turf put in. You know, because they they want like, a nice. Kentucky bluegrass or some shit. You know, meanwhile, I don't give a fuck what it looks like. Yeah, I'm not that into it. Yeah. But, I mean, they, there are some people who are like, you know, then they want to, you know, shape the lawn and everything. You know, they, they, they do it like they're, like they're, it's the fucking outfield at PNC Park and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, honestly, like, explain this to me because, like. It's just a hobby, I guess. I guess, like, it, like there people who are like that, like, the, the, those are, like, some of the people I'm just like, I do not get this at all, and I, I you, you know, to me, you're just a masochist. <laughs> like, I don't get it. There is no joy in mowing your lawn. <laughs> it, to me, it's an hour of pure torture, <laughs> you know. I didn't want to get in, get out, and have it done with, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Trying to think what's been going on. Not much. I did watch the Batman last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, how'd that go? 
It was good. Huh? It was good. Did you like it? I did. I, I like it. It was a different take on the character. Uh-huh. Um, a bit more detective-y. Yeah. That's what I liked about it, actually. It's something like they've never really given us in Batman. I mean, you know, he's, and even like the Penguin quotes that line, you know, the fucking world's greatest detectives. I mean, that's I mean, that's always been Batman, like one of his catch lines is yeah, he's yeah. the world's greatest detective. So that was kind of cool to like kind of see that in action a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna I'm, spoilers. We're gonna spoil this movie. I liked Penguin. I liked Penguin. I like I liked it. I liked the way they depicted Penguin a lot. Yeah. I, I liked Falcone. I, I think the thing the thing that drove me nuts is it, it was like the fucking you know the end of the Lord of the Rings with like seven different fucking endings. Yeah, it was got long in the tooth. Yeah, but I did like the Riddler. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I I liked the and Riddler. I liked Falcone. I liked Falcone. Like I, I liked it. like everything that they did. I, I liked the, you know the way Gordon was portrayed. I, I liked like everything about the movie. Like even like the 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 story. Like I there's nothing I didn't like about it. It just like I reached a point where I was just like you know is Frodo gonna get bricked in the mouth? What I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I, know. I, mean, I mean it literally had like it felt like it had like seven endings like 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 the Lord of the Rings and. But like I like the 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 very end of it where he like at the beginning of it he's you know I'm vengeance and he realizes no I need to be justice right you know that's because when he's dropping that line I'm like well that's kind of cool but that's not really Batman well I think it was him figuring that yeah out. yeah because it, 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 it's year two you know it, 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 that's clearly explained to you and I, I liked. I like the journaling that he does because that's straight out of the comic books. He does journal. Yeah. You know, um, which I, I liked a lot. You know, so like there was like little things like that, like little touches I liked. Um, but it was, but so like it was like one of those things where like by the end of it, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, this that's the journey he's taking of being from going from being vengeance to being justice. It was his arc. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I need to be more than vengeance. I, I liked that at the end. When that Batman will be fired up? Oh, oh yeah, God! I was like, because <laughs> it like I'm sure it sounded like a jet engine. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I was like, and I was like, yeah, this is badass. Yeah, uh, it's just like, oh, that's wicked. Do you know what I mean? I oh, was like, yeah. I, I, I love like I love the Batmobile a lot. Like I mean, I, I like that when they re- revealed that, like, like a picture of it. Yeah. Because it's always like you know what's the costume look like? What's the Batmobile look like? Yeah. You know, and I like that version of the Batmobile because it felt real. It did, didn't it? You know, it felt like this is like, I'm just going to go get a Dodge Charger. I'm going to put a jet engine in the back of it. I'm going to, you know, modify it for my needs. Yeah. You know, I'm going to reinforce the chassis. I'm going to reinforce, you know, the, the, uh, this is all the stuff I'm going to do to make this work for what I need it for. Right. Like, and it makes sense that that's what somebody like that would do as compared to, you know, as much as I love 
the Keaton Batmobile, I mean, it's completely impractical. Right, right. You know, yeah. And I, I hate the next two, like the, the, the Joel Schumacher Batmobiles. I just hate them both. They, they, they're, they're, under the impractical, they just look stupid. Right, right. But, um, like, the Tumblr, which is my favorite, mm. like, it, like, I, I get, like, it makes sense, and I, I appreciate it, but, like, it still doesn't make sense like this car does. Yeah. Like, even, like, the Aflac Batmobile. It makes sense because again, it, but it, it looks like something he would have built from the ground up. Right, right. You know, where this just looked like, yeah, Alfred, go buy a Dodge Charger and let's fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I liked. Um, yeah, there was a lot of things I liked on it. Um, the one thing that was getting on my nerves a little bit was the music. I like. It didn't. It seemed like the theme didn't vary much. It just went back into that theme. And yeah. Back into it. And here we go again. And yeah. The theme's back on again. And um. But other than that, I, I in, in the length, I, I had, like, I watched it for a second time. I probably will wait about six or seven months before I watch it again. Yeah. It's yeah. just like one of those type of things. It's almost, I'm kind of treating it almost like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League. Um. But I did like it. I liked him as Batman. Yeah, I, I like Pattinson's Batman. I, I, I get the character. I get the way they're going. Like I, 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 and I think again, like much like we saw with the the arc of Batman. Yeah. You know, the arc of Bruce Wayne is also, you know, where he's gonna he's not gonna be, you know, e- emo, long hair boy. Yeah, who, who sits in his ivory tower and and broods, yeah, yeah, waiting for the sun to set so he can be vengeance. You know, mm-hmm. I you know, we're going to see the the billionaire playboy, the philanthropist. Yeah, yeah. You know, all out. the things that kind of we know what Bruce Wayne, the character is. And I I think above all else, I I thought that was something that like uh, Christian Bale's Batman kind of got. Yeah, oh, yeah. More than anything else. Like I like I liked Affleck's Batman and Bruce Wayne because it was like at that point like Bruce Wayne was the mask yeah yeah you know for that character and so like it it made sense from that standpoint <laughs> but like from the Bale Batman standpoint I thought like well he's still Bruce Wayne he's never actually really Batman right you correct. know so the stuff that he does makes like, you know so. So I think we may see try to see them try to strike that balance a little bit better. Yeah. Going forward. What did you think of Circus? <clears throat> I liked him as, as Alfred. Yeah. His Alfred is a little bit confusing to me. Okay. Only because like it's like I I'm not quite sure where he stands in the crusade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Bale's Alfred was against it. Right. Like from the start. But he went but he has to follow right. Bruce. I <laughs> I felt like Jeremy Irons had just given up. Yeah. Which I loved because he's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna drink and I'm gonna make shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe someday you'll you'll knock some broad up and I you know, we can 
carrying on the legacy of the Wayne family. Yeah. You know, it was shit like that. Like, I mean, like he, he was like brutal. Like, Alfred Groh, like from the, the original Batman movies, like his, like, it, he was too far along for the ride. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was like part of the team. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he, like, he'd, he'd say, like, a, a quick, you know, oh, make sure you get a sandwich or, you know, but he, he was kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, you need to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like Michael Caine's bat, uh, Alfred was like, you know, no, you need to fucking stop. Yeah. You know. But I liked him. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested to see yeah, so where Pennyworth goes from here. Yeah, so I don't know where this one sits because it seems like he's kind of like, if you're going to do this, I'm going to follow you. But there's also a little bit of me that's like, he's encouraging it a little bit. Right. And I liked that he was kind of gruff. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially after watching Pennyworth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Alfred's gruff. Yeah. Like, he's... You know what I mean? He's not... Sophisticated. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Alfred was kind of in place as a butler. But he's not really a butler. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, he doesn't... He comes from that cloth, so he understands it. Yeah. But he's not trained in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wouldn't fit in at that fucking Donington Abbey. No. No, uh, yeah, no that's like, his parents. Yeah. That's not him. I mean? Yeah. No. But so, he, he, he was MI6 and shit. Correct. Yeah. So he can fill the void. Yeah. Because he, he understands it like an undercover op almost. Right. You know what I mean? So I like that part of it. Um, yeah. And it was a modern take on the Wayne's. I got that. I thought yeah. that was cool. Um, and they didn't go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, we don't I, mean? I don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne shot again. We get it. But I did like it. It was still a part of the story. Sure. But it it's the but without without showing it to us, it's like, well, you know what happened. Right. And now here's, you know, why it happened. Right. You know. And I love Falcone. Yeah. Wow, is that a great villain? I loved him. I like the care. I like the actor. We forget how good John Totoro is as an actor. My sometimes. God, man, because that guy can act. I'm telling you, like he can, and he can do whatever you. I mean, if you remember, like in the those Transformer movies, he's a bumbling goof. Yeah, he was funny. We liked him. And this, I, he was a stone cold fucking killer. He was, dude. you know. And I love the moment at the end, like when. He gets shot, and Bruce is desperate. Like Batman is desperate to save him, and he recognizes the look under the cow. Like he knew at the end, like as he was dying, "You're Bruce Wayne." Yeah, yeah. Like he figured because of the look. He's like, "I remember the look in your eyes when your dad was operating on me." Right, right. And it was that exact same look of fear that Batman had. That he was like, "You're fucking Bruce Wayne." Like without saying it, I was like, "Oh shit, he knows. He figured it out." Yeah. And then he dies. So cool he takes it to his grave. Yeah, it was a, like, I was just like, oh man, that's good. Yeah, it's, I thought it was well written. I, I liked it. I just yeah. thought it was just a little bit long. I, I thought that. They could have cut a half hour off of this somehow. Yeah, but I liked the fact. I like, but I liked the twist ending because I, right. I didn't see that coming. And um, I shouldn't say they could have cut a half hour off. Because I think they needed the full three hours to tell the story. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. 
I just I wish they could have found a way to cut a half hour off. Of it. Yeah, because it, it it's a long three hours. It is, it is a long three hours. You know, this is not a three hours that flies by. Believe it or not. Yeah, it isn't. You know. Yeah, that's why when I got out of it, I was like, "Wow, that was good," but phew, that was long. Yeah, and like you know, like you go, you go back to like Endgame. That's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, like that was three hours long, and it did not feel like it. No, it just kept going. Yeah, this one drugging parts where it was yeah. just like, just pick it up a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know a, it's I mean? a very slow paced movie, and I think it's supposed to be like that. I mean, that's yeah. the way they filmed it, and that's the way he wanted it written, and how right. he wanted his story told. It was just. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I agree. Like, it, It's a slow-paced movie, but you're right. I guess that's how it was supposed to be, which, again, I don't mind. But it was just like, by the time you get to hour three, I was just like, oh, man, thank God. But We're act- at the finish line. But the action sequences were phenomenal. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Especially when he went in the dark and the machine guns were firing. I was like, strobe lights? Yeah. Oh, that was a great scene. That was. Yeah. And all you see was the cape and the cowl. And yeah. Oh, the fist coming and then the machine gun stops. And yeah. yeah. That was really good. I, I was like, that was one of my favorite scenes. That was reminiscent of Vader in the in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, man. He just went apeshit. Yeah. Like, and I love the fact that you saw him getting hit too. Yeah. Like, that was, they almost made it a point that you saw him getting hit. Yeah. And like taking it. And, but the armor can handle it. Yeah. You know. For what he's created so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that was really good. And I, and I like the suit from the standpoint of, like, he could move in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you go back to, like, Keaton and Val Kilmer and, you know, the movie that shall not be named. Those guys couldn't move. It was like a one-piece rubber suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no movement in there, which is why, like... They couldn't even turn their head, which is why like they have to take those big dramatic turns, right? On you know like the the Batman turn where you, your whole fucking body has to move like an action figure. Yeah, because like those rubber suits couldn't move, and I always liked like in the Dark Knight they kind of like tried to like get well, away from that. Get away from that, and I mean you know what they, they what they're what they came up with was imperfect, but it worked. I you know I liked the Affleck suit a lot. But this, I liked a lot. It, it felt, again, like somebody who would be going for function, you know, head mobility, which yeah. is like huge to Batman, you know. But like it also had like a, a bit of a militaristic feel to it. Like he was like doing like his shopping like, like from like. Yeah, exactly. You know, East German, you know, supply stores and shit. Right, and it's like utility stuff that was along with the suit made sense, like yeah. tasers and stuff like that. Yeah, the smoke bomb and you know, yeah, um, like all of that stuff was like really cool that he was pulling out. Yeah, the, the fact that the grapple gun was like, you know, right. on his arm. Correct. You know, um, the flare, like yeah. all that stuff would make sense that you would have suited up on you somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he knew where those things were at. Right. Um, I did like that. I, I thought it was it was like I said it was more realistic. The the suit was very functional, but still a Batman suit. And then the cape even turned into a yeah the the, the squirrel suit. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. It made sense. It did. Yeah. I mean, but again, realistic. I mean, yeah. as unrealistic as it is. Yeah, it was realistic. Right, because those things do exist. Right, 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The squirrel suits, people have those. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, him landing was yeah. a little bit unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. That, he, but it'd still be laying there. <laughs> right. No, he wouldn't be laying. He would be like yeah. six feet into the cement. But <laughs> yeah. at the same point, the squirrel suit made sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's something that right. exists and people do. And he might have gotten into that at some point in his life. Right. In his teens or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being rich and... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, all that kind of thing. But I I like that part. I like the fact that he just didn't jump off and his suit turned into a hang glider. And Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it was a sense of realism about it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The car chase scene was good. I mean, like, for the most part, I mean, a lot of... I like the fact that he rode around on his bike at night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like undercover yeah watching the streets yeah you know um and i like the fact that the story was being told like out of his journal yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. that's how it was folding out how we right. talked and stuff like that so yeah and i didn't see him as some brooding gothic kid you know what i mean like i didn't not that there's anything wrong with a brooding gothic kid. I understand that, right. too. But I think that people were trying to pin that on this movie. And I was like, I don't really see that. I see a kid that's depressed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it's, it's, he, felt very, he still felt very emo, but, in a way. Well, that's... Be, and a lot of people <clears> said, well, that's because of the black man. Well, he wore that black... For, there was a purpose behind that. Right. Do you know and, what I mean? And like, other Batman have wore it, too. You just never saw them take the... Like in all honesty, if you if you go back and you watch Batman movies, they've always had the eye black underneath. Right. It's just for whatever reason when they do shots where they take off the helmet, the or the the cow, the eye black isn't there. Right. You know, and I don't know why they they but so like him taking off the the cow and having the eye black there, I, that that didn't bother me. It was just another sense of realism to me, though. Right. It to me what brought it was more on the lines of when he was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I was just like, and I mean, and, you know, the Nirvana song didn't help. You know, there was a lot of little touches. And it was like, he, 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 and I get it. Like, you're going to say, okay, well, this is a modern person. This is a 20 something year old who lost his parents when he was 12 years old. And this is what he's doing. You know, he's become the Batman. Right. You know, what do you expect him to be? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, at the same time, like, I guess ha having been with the character for so long, I don't expect him to be emo. Right. But but you're, you're not... We, this, I think this is the first time we've seen him so young. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, but in the same <laughs> in the same sense, it was the exact same problem I had with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man in those two movies, was he seemed so fucking emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah, Peter yeah. Parker's not emo, and I mean, you know, Andrew Garfield redeemed that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the um, I even like that part where Alfred bring he comes into the room. He's like, "Yeah, just fresh berries." Yeah, you know, I I don't know why I like that part so much. Yeah. I just he's still trying to take care of. Him. Yeah, as always, he's doing his Alfred thing. Yeah. I love the thing the scene in the hospital with the two of them was yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah. Man. I thought Catwoman was good. Yeah, he went you can see like Alfred wanted to get up and smack him. 
Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? So Falcone told you a story and you believe that shit? Yeah. Here's the real shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Let me set you straight. Right. And you go take care of your business. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it just it was a good story. It was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I liked the mob that mob presence in Gotham and I did I like yeah. this pre Gotham. I'm well, you know what I'm saying. Pre right. pre villains. Like yeah. mob villains and stuff yeah. like that. I thought that was I thought it was pretty good. I did. So I, I guess I, the question I would I I guess you're gonna to want to post it to me too. But like, okay, so based upon what we've seen, they've they've already announced they're doing a sequel to this this film. Yeah. What is there a villain you'd like to see in this realm? I would. I would like to see Scarecrow come to light. Yeah. Because I think he fits right now. Um, yeah. You know, because they, they've they've gone into Arkham. Um, so, you know, there's people there, of course, and. Um, I'm not ready for Joker. I think they should let the Joker rest for a while. Yeah. Keep him in the background. Right. Um, like they did in this, you know. Yeah. In here. Um, I don't want to see another Joker. I think the world needs a rest from Joker right now. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see Scarecrow come out a little bit. Yeah. Um, of course, Penguin's going to become bigger. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Scarecrow character. And I think he fits... With what they're doing. Yeah. I'd like to see Two-Face. Really? Yeah. I think in this world, in this in, the, in this version of Batman, a Two-Face story would work really well. Do you want that told again, though? I mean, it's, it's God, tough. It's, that was just... I mean, like... It's tough because... You're right. Like Aaron, Man. the Aaron Eckhart version was so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's tough. To like, but like, from the standpoint of like, okay, all these people have died. <laughs> you know, they've been murdered by the Riddler, including the DA. So it would make sense to have Harvey Dent rise to power. Like maybe you don't do it in this movie, but you have to introduce Harvey Dent now. Right, and then I mean, I get that. I just don't think there can be a story to equal that Dent story. I mean, that Dent story was a good story. It was. It, I mean, it was. It was really, really, really I mean, well and done. And I don't know how you can, re- not recreate, but I mean, like, you know, and, and then you have the scene at, uh, that hospital scene. Oh, yeah, with the Joker. Yeah. With him and the Joker talking. Yeah. I mean, that was like, yeah, that was like Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken talking yeah. in True Romance. Yeah. I'm just a dog chasing a car. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, yeah. do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like, and you see it, you know, when you finally see the face, it's yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you see him actually lose his mind. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, he went past point, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, I just, I don't know if, I, I understand where you, I, I get where you're coming from. Right. But at the same point, it's just kind of like. And there's just a lot of so much fetching out to do within the yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you have to. You, I mean, you're, you're gonna end up like, <clears throat> in this next movie. I feel like you have to introduce Harvey Dent at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether you set him up 
as Two Face in that movie or not. I don't know. Maybe bringing Harvey then to clean house. Yeah. And then um, like I'm trying to think, and like it's like one of those deals where it's like, well, in this world, like what, like like ultimately at some point I want to see a Hush, mm-hmm. a version of Hush, and like I don't know how you 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 pull that off. Yeah. But like I'd love to see a version of Hush, and. Like, I really think about it, and I'm like, you know, I'd really like to see a good Ra's Ghoul. Okay. But again, like, Ra's Ghoul is one that I don't, like, like, in this world, I don't know if you can pull that, like, because I want to see a full-blown version of Ra's Ghoul. I want to see the, the Lazarus pits involved with it. I want to see the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I want, that's what I really want. Okay. And... I don't know if it fits in this version of Batman or not. Right. You know, but that's like deep down. I want like a full blown, you know, the, the, the whole thing, like the, the, the league of the league of shadows, the whole, the whole thing, you know, give me a, give me a proper Ra's goal. Give me a, a proper version of his daughter. I want the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause I want, that's one of my favorite stories is like the respect that Ra's al Ghul has for Batman and like, you know, I know everything about you. Like before you even get involved, I know you're Bruce Wayne. There's no need to hide that from me. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause I've already figured that shit out cause I'm the smartest man in the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's shit like that that I'm like, Oh fuck. Ra's al Ghul is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd be cool. I want you to take over my empire. <laughs> you know, like, oh, fuck. You know, so I, I, that's stuff I want to see. But, like, I also, like, like, based just on the hint that they give you, I, I watched the scene, the deleted scene that they posted about between Batman and the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, like, but, like, it was a pretty good scene. It was a fantastic scene. I mean, it was very. Lecter and Clarice, like, yeah, yeah, you know, which I thought was phenomenal, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I'd like to see like something. I'd like to see that relationship. I, I, you're right. Like, you don't. I don't want to bring back the Joker. I don't want to go down that road again. But in a way, I do because I love that character so much, and I'd be intrigued to see how this version plays out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that. It's just we've just been yeah, we just flooded with Joker. Yeah, it's like. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I get that. Like, I'm, I'm not denying it. You're right. But there's a little part of me that does want to see, like... I mean, he looked good. I mean, yeah. like, and, and the way he acted. And I like that. I yeah. like that whole Hannibal Lecter thing. I yeah. thought that was really good. Um, yeah. I like the guy that played Riddler, too. Man, was he good. Like, at some point down the line... like, And this is, this is the hard part. Like, you'd love to see a Red Hood. Batman and the Red Hood. Yeah. But you can't do it because you have to get through Dick Grayson. Like, yeah, you know, you, there's you, a you, lot of things. He's too a, young. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that has to take place before you can get to Red Hood. But, like, I love... Like, that's a character, again, like, I would love to see in this environment. Yeah, yeah. And see how it works. You know? 
But that's so far down the line. It's tough to like, but it's an important part of me is like, figure it the fuck out and make it work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. I like the world though. Uh, I like how what they've created. Another shocking part is when she just walked out and they just shot her ass. I was yeah. like, damn. Yeah. Like, I just did not. Yeah. Like, I thought, man, you know, maybe she'll get shot. Nah. She'll probably, you know, someone will come in and cover her up and get her out of yeah. there. And she's like, and she was forceful. She was like, this is my city. I'm yeah. going to go out. Three seconds later. Yeah. Boom. I was like, holy fuck, that shocked me. Mayor's done! Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, like, it was just cleaning house. Um, and I also liked the part, I loved the, I loved the part with the, with the torch. Yeah. With the flare. Yeah. Like, them following, leading him, leading them to yeah. salvation or whatever. It's pretty good. Yeah. I almost got a little choked up at that. Yeah. So it was like, that was his turning point. It was like, this is, this is yeah. who I am. You know what I mean? Um... But it was also like that kid, the, the 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 original mayor's son, yeah, who he he made like I contact with in in the house at the very beginning of the movie, yeah, yeah. like that's the kid who's like, yeah, fuck it, I I know this guy's good, yeah, you know, like everybody else is like, who the fuck guy dressed as a bat, we are screwed, yeah, you know, and this kid's like, hey, yeah, thank you for helping me. <laughs> I like how they, I like that um that. That little arc too. I, I yeah. liked in the beginning how they treated him. How yeah. when he when Gordon brought him in to the crime scene. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just walking in like badass. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of keeping his eyes on him, but at the same point knowing he's untouchable at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And him just coming in and I liked that. And he was like, what the f-? And it's almost like that's what's coming out there. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, get him out. You know, what is this? Yeah. And then, toward the end, it's like, they're working together. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, but it was also, like, nice. It was, like, that moment of, like, you know, you know, you don't get it. I fucking own the police. And he steps up I mean, with Falcone, and he walks Falcone out, and Gordon's like, yeah, not all of us. Yeah. There's a few good cops left. Yeah. You know. And they were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty good. I like the fact too when he was talking to Riddler in jail too. Yeah, and like, oh, that was a great scene. It was because he, I think he truly thought that he knew. I, I I think he knew he thought that Riddler knew that he was Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I thought so. I, as I was, I thought too. so too. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, like I I reached a point where I was like, oh man, and he knows. Riddler knows. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he didn't, and that's when you saw the eyes flash. He's like, yeah. You know, and that's and that's when he went off on him. He's yeah. like, "You're fucked up." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're fucking insane. There's something wrong in your head. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, but before that, he was like, "I'm that, just gonna stay low." Because that was a great moment where, like, I the way I thought that was gonna go was like right out of Hush. Yeah. Because in Hush, the Riddler knows who Batman is. Yeah. And at the end of the comic book. He's telling Batman, like, yeah, we we figured it out, and, you know, and hush was just, like, a, a fun little code word that we used. And at the end of it, like, Riddler's like, you know, Bruce, uh, Batman's like, well, you're going to just spend the rest of your life in prison, you know. Yeah. And he's like, well, what makes you think I'm not going to tell the world who you are? And Batman's like, because it's the ultimate riddle. 
and only you know the answer. Yeah, yeah. Who is Batman? And you don't want to tell anybody because only you know the answer. Yeah. At the end, he's like, he's just sitting there like like shock on his face because like, fuck, he's right. I know. I watched that. One. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. But yeah, it was that was a great scene too. There's yeah, a lot of good stuff in this movie. There was. So, yeah, I was. I, I really enjoyed the film. I like I said, but I got to give it a rest. Like, I, yeah, it's not something that's. It's not something that's going to come on TV that I'm going to watch instantly. No. Do you know what I mean? No, it, it's like. N- it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of unique and like I like it a lot it's not my favorite Batman movie and like I want to watch it again but like you said like in a couple of months <laughs> yeah like I can't do it right now yeah you know but I'm intrigued to see what they're gonna do with it yeah do you know what I mean yeah like I like it like, I, I do want to see what the next chapter is. Yeah. I agree with you. Like, I, I am definitely there. Yeah, I am. i like to see a little more Alfred. I would. Yeah. Involvement. Like, well, I mean, Andy Serkis is a... Yeah, I know. He's a treasure. I know, and I, I'd like to see where that goes. Yeah. That's one of the things that bumps me out. Like, I, I love those. Like, one of the reasons I wanted to see the Affleck Batman continue is I wanted more Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he was, he was a good you know, Alfred. He was a very different version of Alfred, but I liked that version a lot. It was almost a refreshing version. Yeah. I, not that I mind Michael Caine. No. He was just too old for the part, I feel. Yeah. But he had some good conversations with. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Right, but like, like there was something about like I, I feel like in a standalone movie because like even like in, in Batman v Superman he's like you know this man is not your enemy, like wh- why are you going to war with Superman? Yeah, you know I get it like shit happened but you gotta understand he's on our side and fuck him, fuck him in the ass. <laughs> he took my tower down. He killed my people. You know I that was an angry Bruce Wayne and like Alfred was just like you are a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. You can't win this fight. <laughs> Yeah. You're trying to fight a god. It's true though. I mean he yeah. knew what he was talking about. And like and even like in like like I, I just I feel like he was a he would be an Alfred who would be like, you know, well, you know, you're a dumbass. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, but you're a dumbass. <laughs> you know. And he kind of did say that a few times in a way, like, you know. Yeah. But this Alfred is like Sort of like father figure-ish. Yeah. In a sense, too. Yeah. Not that the others weren't. It's a different father figure I love that part where he says, you know, I, I taught you how to fight. Yeah. But I was no father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that line. Yeah. It made sense to me. Yeah. You know? I did what I could, but... Right. You know, I can only do so much. Right. The only thing I don't like about this Batman is... He is a sledgehammer. Like in fights. Yeah. Like, and not that any of them have ever gotten it right. I, I, I guess Bale kind of came close to it. With like, how good he was at, 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 in a fight. Yeah. Like, you know, he's constantly getting hit in the head and shit. And you're just like, and that wouldn't have happened. Like, you know. 
Batman would have had any of these thugs had, would have laid a, a glove on him, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's, I guess it's a too high an expectation, but even like, <laughs> as great as that fight scene is in like Batman v Superman, with the, you know the when Super, when Batman goes to the warehouse, yeah, like that fight scene, which is like something like right out of Arkham Asylum, uh-huh. you know. At the same time, like it gets shot in the head twice, you know, <laughs> like little things. I'm like. I don't think that would have really happened to Batman. <laughs> I think he would have been smart enough to get out of that. <laughs> you know, but like this one particularly, like, like it's like you could tell, like, yeah, Alfred taught him to fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, he fights like a, just a sledgehammer. He does. You know. He does there's fight. No, there's no finesse to his game whatsoever. Uh-huh. You know. I like that, though. I like how raw that is, though. I not maybe those skills will develop. Maybe, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you got to remember, this is like he's this is kind of proving ground here, right? But like in the Batman mythos, like he traveled the world as a as a youngster. Like he learned to box, he learned mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. He traveled to Japan. He studied in you know there. Like you know, there's a lot of like mythology of Batman honing the craft of fighting. Yeah, yeah. you know, to the point that he is like. The ultimate fighter, yeah. you know, and that, that's the only thing. Like, and again, it's an odd thing to like kind of point out, but it's like I'm watching him fight, and especially like the beginning of the movie, like with, with those, you know, Joker-looking thugs, and I'm just like, man, not a one of them would have come close to laying a hand on Batman, yeah. you know. <laughs> I liked how they were going up into the, going up into that building and uh batman goes no guns he goes, and and commissioner gordon's like yeah that's your thing <laughs> yeah <But. laughs> yeah i don't know that ain't my thing man yeah I, <laughs> yeah that's your deal buddy i, I need a gun yeah I, I thought that was great yeah i thought that was great yeah it was good man yeah i i especially I do. I especially like the parts on the bike. I, I, I found that, like, just, I don't know. Like him being undercover on his yeah. bike. I just, it's almost like he had a sense of peace, sort of. Yeah. Like he wasn't in the, you know, it wasn't in anything. He was just riding his bike. Yeah. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. It's, it's one of those oddball things where, like, He's not trying to tra- attract attention to himself. Mm. But was, once he gets where he's got to be, he's back to being Batman. Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a Batmobile, wasn't anything yeah. fancy. It was just just a bike. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A bike and a helmet and a backpack. Yeah. That's all he had. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Was cool. I agree. <clears throat> Took all that fluff out of it. Yeah. That just didn't need to be there. Yeah. But also, it's like one of the things like I love, but it doesn't make any sense is like you know Batman like grappling, hooking, gliding all over Gotham City. Yeah. You know, like it like looks cool in a comic book or even in a cartoon, but like in real life, you're like, ah, shit, don't fucking work. <laughs> right. You know, I know I know the layout of Pittsburgh. That shit wouldn't fucking work. I I like the opening narrative too. Yeah. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. Of all the crime and the spray painting and then and 
all of a sudden the light kicks on. Yeah. And there's like, they think I'm in the shadows. Yeah. Like it was, I thought that was really cool, dude. You know what Nancy compared that to? <laughs> huh? Watchmen. Yeah. Very reminiscent of, you know, Rorschach's journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Time's a good movie. Yeah. That's why I was waiting for you to watch because I, I knew you were going to like that detective part about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what I really appreciated. Yeah. I liked the fact that he was in on the crime scene. I liked the fact that he snuck back into the crime scene. Yeah. I liked the fact that he was trying to figure out the clues, how he was writing everything down. Yeah. Like, and, and that was a consistent thing throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, he was just trying to figure it out. I liked the fact that he was solving all the riddles. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I really like that. I like the I like the aspect of those riddles were like on old Halloween or old very old cards. Yeah. I love that touch. It almost had yeah. a touch of Bioshockish to it. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love that part of it. Yeah. I, I just thought that was ingenious. Yeah. I did. I the hit the way the Riddler was killing these people off, I thought was very saw like. Yeah. Less than that. But I mean like I thought it was really good. I mean, there was there was a lot a lot of aspects. I love how Batman went in that club and just started kicking some fucking ass. Yeah, because he wanted answers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and he just it wasn't like no secret meeting or anything. He was like, I'm fucking talking to the Penguin. Yeah, now. You know what I mean? Like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought the Penguin was great. Yeah, yeah, Colin Farrell was phenomenal. Man, did he pull him movie. off? Yeah. I was like, wow. And I loved, I don't know if you caught this Easter egg, though, is when Gordon and Batman had him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And they're talking, oh, El Rata, La Rata, you know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, anybody speak Espanol? You know, and they're talking all this shit. And then they leave, and he's still cuffed, and he yeah. comes out walking like a penguin. Yeah, I caught that, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to catch that yeah. or not. But I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like like you said, there's like a lot of little details and even I picked up. But I've become more of a Batman fan over the right. years. Um, just being with you on this podcast. Yeah. I know more about Batman now than I ever did. Yeah. But um, but there's a lot of little little things just thrown in. There were two things I, I loved. Like I caught his Easter eggs that were like, I hope somebody else caught this. I'm sure, like, there was one scene... Where Alfred, I think it was right before the the package blew up, mm. and in the background of the scene, there's a statue, like a bust of Shakespeare. Oh yeah, which is a, harkens back to Batman sixty six. Oh really? When they were open up the door to the Bat Cave, they had a, a bust of of Shakespeare that pulled the head back, and the butt was inside there to open oh, the yeah. door. So it was like. Ah, it's cute. Yeah. But also, in certain light, there the way Batman moved his head, his eyebrows looked white. Okay. Which would be an homage to the Adam West Batman. Okay. Because his cow, the nose, like the beak of it, had like a, a white outline to it, and the eyebrows had a white outline on them. Okay. So, I don't know why, but... So, like, when in certain light or the way the light hit the cow, you could see the outline of the eyebrow like that. Oh, yeah? Like, so I was like, okay, I like that. Like, a little, 
little little tip of the hat to the old Adam West. Yeah, yeah. You know. Alright. Well, let's get off Batman. Let's get off Batman. Um I, did you watch any of the NFL draft? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I kept I tuned into it. Yeah. I was like, wow. I didn't know they were gonna go there. But I I don't know if this is a Marino effect or what. But Okay, so I we're talking about so the Steelers in the first round they drafted pit quarterback Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I I think I think it says a great deal about like everybody's saying like it was the right pick for the Steelers, and I kind of agree, and I kind of disagree because you had three teams ahead of the Steelers who need a quarterback. <laughs> right. Two of those teams had two picks in the first round before the Steelers took a 20. Mm. The Lions, the, the Panthers, and the Saints. None of them took a quarterback. Other than Pinkett, who the Steelers take in the first round. The next quarterback to fall isn't until Desmond Ritter in the third round. Right. And then a few picks after that, Malik Willis. Uh-huh. So, like, I think I, I agree. Like, all along, people were saying before the draft, this quarterback class isn't very good. And I'm not trying to put down Pinkett. I hope he has a hell of a career. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hope, honestly, as a Pitt fan, I hope he has a heck of an NFL career. And as a Steeler fan, clearly I'm hoping he has a heck of an NFL career. So I'm not putting the guy down. But I feel like this was not the draft to draft a quarterback. Right. And hope that he's, like, the other two quarterbacks taken are like, we're taking him in the third round and there's a project. Right. And hoping they develop. One thing I... The only thing I will say with this kid is... The Steelers have more inside for information on this guy than anybody. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. They've watched him. Right. So, with that pick, they knew... Kind of knew... They probably have more of a heads up about this guy than anybody in the anybody else in the draft. Right. I mean, because right. they've watched him grow up. I mean, literally. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe they feel they had an advantage there. They maybe they feel this kid has more potential than. I, I the the key to it is his floor is much higher than any other quarterback in the draft. Yeah. But the problem is I don't know how much higher his ceiling is. Right. Now. I mean, he could be the quarterback for the next 10 years and be decent. He, he could be Jake Plummer. Yeah. You know, or he could be the guy. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Like, I don't know. Well, that's always the fear right now. Right. But, I mean, it, it's, it's he, like, having watched him over five years at Pitt. Yeah. Like, he made his name his freshman year. Against Miami. Like, Miami was, like, a top five team, I think. Like, they were playing... They were they, they were in a position to get into the playoff. And Miami comes to Pittsburgh, and Kenny Pinkett beat them as a freshman, but he did it with his legs. Yeah. He ran all over. Like, 
if you go back and you watch that game, it wasn't a game that he was throwing for 300 yards. I think he ran for 150 and threw for 150. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his second season, I mean, he didn't light the world on fire. No. Like, I, wa- watching his second season, I'm like, yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until his senior year that you really kind of, like, sat up and said, oh, he's got potential. He's got an Yeah. It's, it's you know, like, it, so it took him five years to figure out the game. Yeah. And, like, so I just, I wonder, like, okay, he, he, he's, he, this is where he's at. And at college, that's phenomenal. But, like, can he take that next step and be that at the pro level? Yeah, which we're just going to have to wait yeah. and see. And, like, I, I feel like because, like, there's so many question marks about that, like, I would have much rather seen him taking somebody else. Like, another, like, Another position. Yeah, yeah. That's my only problem. Like, because this quarterback draft was so bad, there wasn't a guy that you felt like he's a surefire NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, we gotta we gotta have this guy on the team. The other teams weren't jumping to get. Yeah. That. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Yeah. That's the shit that makes me nervous. Yeah, I mean, it'll also help him. Uh, it's also going to help him too, uh, coming into the Steelers because he's a hometown guy. That's going to be a big benefit to him. I know that sounds weird, but you know, Pitt, uh, Steelers fans and Pitt, Pittsburgh fans, especially Pitt fans. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be. And, and I know that's not doesn't sound huge, but it's going to help him. They're going to be less likely. The Boo Birds are less likely to get to come out. I think. On this kid, we'll, we'll see. Right, but like, I mean, I, the question becomes: Like, are you starting him week one? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think. I think you're. I think you're starting Trubisky. Yeah, I do. I, I think he just so signed too. him for what fourteen million? No. How much did we sign him for? I think he's making four million a year. Huh? Like he he's making. Very like in the in a, in, a, in the quarterback circles, like he, I, I think at, at most I think he's making eight million a year. Yeah, tops. I think it was like sixteen million for two years, something like that. That's what I thought. Fourteen yeah. million for like two years. Or yeah. So I mean, like it's not that he's not making that much money, as compared to like what Roethlisberger was making thirty million dollars a year, thirty five million dollars a year. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's the difference. Like you, you know, if you're, th- you're talking about a guy making six to seven million a year, no, I know, to, I know, I get it, but I yeah, like hopefully yeah. they're not still paying that. No, I think no. that's all settled and done. Yeah, it's all settled and done. Yeah, there's no Barry Bond situation or Barry, Bobby Bonilla situation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like overall, I like the pick. Like I said, I like Kenny Pickett, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's just like. You know, every like every draft analysis was like, well, these guys don't have a sec a, a first round grade, and then like after all the sh- the quarterback shuffling was done in free agency and trades, it was like, well, okay, these are the teams that need a quarterback, so they should be drafting a quarterback, and maybe none of these guys fall the pit, like, and everyone was talking about like, you know Malik Willis, oh, he's a he's a surefire home run. Now look at that arm, and he goes in the fucking third round. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And not even do it again. A quarterback starved team like Carolina. Yeah. Or Detroit. He went to fucking Tennessee to be a backup project. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. So it's like one of those deals where it's like. You know, if all I heard about, like, especially from Steelers fans, like, you know, oh, I can't wait to leak Willis as a Steeler. And I was saying all along, like, why? Sure, he's got a rifle for an arm, but, like, I wouldn't trust him to hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah. You know, he's extremely inaccurate. I don't think he has a touch pass. Yeah. You know, and that's what the NFL is, is, you know, touch passes. <laughs> you know, it, it, like, there, was, there was so much about him, I was just like, man, I don't see it. Yeah, you're just falling in love with a guy who can throw it 80 yards. Yeah, yeah. You know, guess what? He didn't hit the receiver. <laughs> you know, he was way off. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm happy they drafted Pinkett, but I, I, I'm not because I just I feel like you ride Trubisky for a year and you come back next year and you look to get that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I, man, I, I am glad we got him. I, I'll see how he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, good for him. It's just a good Pittsburgh feel-good story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is James Conner, though. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I don't say that because, I mean, he's, he's lighting it up in Arizona. Yeah. Getting paid, got his bag. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, like, at Pitt, it just didn't, or it's been Pittsburgh here. It just didn't work out for him, unfortunately. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so who else did they get? So in the second round, they drafted wide receiver out of Georgia, George Pickens. Okay. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know much about the guy, so I watched some highlight reel stuff that people posted, and he looks like he's got phenomenal hands. Yeah. And he's a bigger guy. So like I, I, I my question becomes like well because you drafted him and then then in the fourth round you drafted Calvin Austin a wide receiver out of Memphis so you drafted two wide receivers in the first two two days yeah. or, well no actually no in the first four rounds so and he like I, I watched his tape and what people were saying about him and it was like speed 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 this guy is nothing but speed mm-hmm. so he's a new Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'll be the guy probably back returning kickoffs. And, you know, they'll, they'll, he'll, he's, he'll be like, you know, a guy who can you, know, you throw in there to stretch the field a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I guess that means, like, you know, hey, Deontay Johnson, uh, we're not paying you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, like, if he's coming back and he's requesting, like, $20 million a year, like... All these like wide receivers who like are ending their rookie deal, they're like they want paid. They want paid big, and they're getting paid big. Like the wide receiver market's exploded. Uh-huh. So if you're a team like the Steelers, right, you just be like, "Fuck it, I can find another one of you." Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like it sucks to say that because I like Deontay Johnson a lot, but at the same time, you're not a twenty million dollar wide receiver. No, you know. Sorry. Yeah. You're, but you're not. Right. You know what I mean? Claypool, you're not a $20 million wide receiver at all. You know. I thought he was going to be. I, he still could end up being that. Yeah. But, like, right now, I, you know, I trade him for a case of warm beer. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, 
like it's that thing of like, okay, well, we drafted two wide receivers probably because we're going to be cycling through somebody soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, they, they, they got a defensive end out of Texas A&M, DeVar, DeMarvin Leal. Mm-hmm. You know, they're thin on the D-line, so they, they needed somebody there. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was a need. Um, I think the big one, the one that kind of surprised me, there's two that surprised me. In in the sixth round, they drafted Connor Hayward. Okay. Hayward. Hayward. Cam Hayward's little brother. Okay. He's an H-back. He's from Michigan State. So if, if you watched the Peach Bowl, mm. he was that big-bodied motherfucker who was just like blocking out the sun as he went up to make catches. Really? Yeah, like he's a huge. Like he was like their tight end, but he's like, like I got like six foot four. He was like two seventy five. Really? Yeah, he's a beast. And he's fast. He's got good feet. But I mean, like he, he like he went up for one catch. And I'm like, ain't nobody stopping that shit. Like, <laughs> I, you can't put a linebacker on this guy. You can't put a safety on this guy. I don't know who the fuck you put on this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, but. He's going up there and he's making plays. So I, I, I guess a cool sign and cool pick because one, he, he's Cam, he's you know Cam Hayward's little brother, which is nice. Yeah. But two, he has this untapped potential to be like I don't know what, like this hybrid offensive like we're gonna line him up as like a a tight end style. Yeah. And just let him bull over people or, you know, we may put him in the backfield and, like, you know, run weird routes to him. Yeah. Like, I, he's, a, he's an interesting thing of, like, I like the pick because I, I feel like there's a lot you could do with him mm-hmm. with his athleticism and his size. Mm-hmm. It's, like, just ridiculous to see him. Hmm. And he, well, Steelers have a knack of getting guys like that. Yeah. And in the seventh round... He drafted another quarterback. What? Yeah. Chris Oladokum. Quarterback, South Dakota State. Okay. Yeah. I never heard of him. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never watched a South Dakota State game in my life. Go Jackrabbits. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, the only reason I know they're the South Dakota State Jackrabbits is because I've been... um, Oh, what's his name? Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri. He he went to North Dakota State. Okay. Yeah, so that's the only reason I know what that school even exists. Okay. And um, like I can't imagine him having like he's a seventh round. Like, why would you draft a quarterback? You've got to like may, maybe he's like an athletic type that you're like you can put somewhere else. You can hope you develop like a a slash style mm-hmm. guy. I don't know, but. I was like, why'd you draft a quarterback in the seventh round? You already drafted one in the first. Yeah. Why are you bookending that shit? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's got to have like some athletic. Like, I haven't looked him up. I just saw that when we were sitting down to record. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, he's got to have like maybe maybe he's an athlete that can do other things. Because I just don't see why you would draft, unless you really hate fucking Mason Rudolph that much, and you're getting you're just gonna let him go. And like we'll have two rookies on the fucking team, maybe. Yeah, like you're like saying like I hate Mason Rudolph this much, you know? <laughs> right? 
Imagine being Mason Rudolph and then watching this draft. Like, <laughs> here's the thing about me. Like, I can't imagine being Mason Rudolph because, like, at one point you were on the Jim Rome show talking about how you couldn't wait to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. And then they go and they bring in Mitch Trubisky and then they draft Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Hey, the writing's on the wall. Like, you are now the third quarterback on the depth chart. Yeah. That quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no chance in hell you are going to see the field ever again. Yeah, not you in know, Pittsburgh. Not in this, not, you know, probably not anywhere. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, like, I'm sorry. Like, they're one of those people, like, when, once Roethlisberger retired, like, oh, you got to give Mason a chance. Like, no, I've, he's been given a chance. I've seen what this man can do under fire. I am not impressed. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. He is not the guy that was at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Like, I, you watch his Oklahoma State film, you're like, fuck, this guy can throw the ball. I watch him as a Steeler, I'm like, where the fuck did the guy from Oklahoma State go? Yeah. He just doesn't throw. Yeah. He's just not there. I don't know if getting hit in the head with a helmet caused problems for him psychologically. You know? <laughs> I mean, but, like, I do, not, I do not ever want to see Mason Rudolph throw a pass in a professional game ever again. Thank God he said that. <laughs> Because I have had arguments with people too, and they're like, oh, Mason Rudolph. I was like, no, <laughs> not the answer. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? I was like, I went to every single fucking game. <laughs> yeah. With Duck and him. Yeah. When, when you can't beat out a guy named Duck, there's a problem. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. Exactly. It's bad. Just not a good quarterback. Like, they went 8-8 eight and eight that season, yeah. and it was strictly because they traded for um, Micah Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Minka saved, it. saved their 50, you know, 50, yeah. 500 season. It was strictly because they traded for that guy. He is worth every penny they, they paid him. I like Minka. So do I. Like, he hasn't had the interceptions he had that first year. No, but, but he was a good He's a presence. Like... Especially like at the end of last season when like that defensive line was falling apart. He was making every fucking tackle. Man, it's sick. Like it was like legit like he was backing up that defensive line better than the linebackers were. That linebacker we got too is pretty good. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. They got him in free free agency, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, I heard he's pretty good. Yeah. So like I I'm intrigued to see Like, I mean, this draft is going to become important because it, it becomes the Kenny Pickett draft. Yeah. Like, if Kenny Pickett works out, phenomenal. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't work out, you know, in three years, you're you're drafting the top ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see. I, I hope this kid works out. I do, too. As a fan, only the Steelers would have him yeah. for coming, coming out of Pitt. I, I, I hope it works out. But, you know, at the same time, I'm kind of looking at, like, every other quarterback in this draft, you were, only, you were the only one drafted in the first round, and no one else was taken until the third round? Yeah, yeah. And you didn't stand out that fucking much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I know. You know, so. I, I'll, I'll be interested to see where it goes. Oh, so I'm, I'm excited to see him in a Steeler uniform on, oh, on the so, field. So am I. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think it's going to be exciting. 
I if he starts day one. But I, I, I still think I still think they've been watching this kid like they they know this kid inside and out. I'm yeah, it's you know it's I'm like sh- watching your little brother grow up. I'm sure like I don't think they like this you know, I, I heard Mike Tomlin say like well they're like well did you, is it just familiarity? And he's like, Well no, not really like you know, we don't see them practice. Like yeah, I know, but I'm sure there's people there watching. Right. This. It, but like at the same time, it, it, he was like, you know, at the you know, at the end of the day, yes, having him next door is a, a bit of a benefit because we do get to know him a little bit more than maybe anybody else. I, I'm willing to bet it, they had to have sat down with Pat Narduzzi for a few hours. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to bet like they brought over Pat Narduzzi, like, hey Pat, can you come next door? We need to pick your brain on this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. More than, more than any other coach, they probably talked to him a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, about Kenny Pickett. And I'm sure that they could have, you know, Matt Canada was there Pickett's freshman year. Yeah. That's when Canada left Pitt. Yeah. So, I'm sure, I mean, Canada has a little bit of familiarity with him. Um... I'm sure they probably had a conference call with Mark Whipple. Yeah. You know, the head, the, the, the assistant, the, the, the offensive coordinator for four years at Pitt. Yeah. For the majority of Pickett's career. And, like, the thing I can't, I, I'm sure Kenny Pickett cannot wait to not have to run to the sideline to get a play. Yeah. That's what I'm That's like the biggest takeaway from this is like, Kenny Pickett's got to be thinking to himself, thank God I don't have to be like running sprints. To and from the sideline. Because that's how they did it. Like, they wouldn't give signals. They wouldn't send it. Pinkett had to go to Mark Whipple and get the play every single play. It was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So he's going to be like, shit's in my ear now? Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I don't have to run 10 miles a game. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Talk about exhausting your quarterback. Like, there were games, especially, like, his first year under Whipple. I said his sophomore year. Like, you could see at the end of the game, his legs were dead. Yeah. Like, he had no oomph on the ball because he was running back and forth from the sideline. Yeah. And I was just like, help this poor kid out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, by his his fifth year, like, it was like, no problem. (laughs) You know? I was like... That kid is in some short, some shape. Like he had to have been like, well, if I gotta do this every fucking game, I I need to run more. <laughs> like, I need to be ready to run a fucking five k. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, what do you say about? The, I mean, Steelers draft usually draft pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they know what they're doing when they're going into a draft. So, I trust in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that big guy's pretty exciting, too, you're talking about, too. That big halfback. Yeah. Yeah, Cam, Cam Hayward's brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll be interested to see what that what develops there. Hopefully something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Especially if we get a blocker in there. I mean... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't... 
It's a thing of like the I formation is dead. <laughs> yeah. Long live the I formation. Yeah. You know, I get that. That, that, that you know, that's how football's evolved. But there is a part of me that's like, this guy is so fucking massive. Like, if you put him like in a, in an I formation in front of Najee Harris, and then like you run like old school West Coast offense, like Joe Montana to Tom Rathman shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that type of play calling where, like, you know, for those who don't remember, like, Tom Rathen was a beast out of the backfield for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He'd have, like, 50 catches a year. Like, and it was just, like, a brute. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just, but he was another weapon for Montana. Like, if you give me something like that and you start running, like, that style of offense where you're using a fullback and you're running that fullback out of the backfield to make, to make you know, catches and shit. Man, well, that's nobody's going to tackle this motherfucker. Exactly, and I, but maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? And then maybe they want that extra blocking attack for Najee Harris. You know what I mean? Right. Because you know he's going to level people. Right. But the problem becomes you're overpaying Derek Watt to be a special teams player. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, like I love Derek Watt. I wish he was being used utilized as so a blocking back. Yeah. Because he can do it, and he also has good hands out of the backfield, too. Like, uh-huh. you know, but it's like that thing of, like, well, then you're just really overpaying a guy to be a special teams player. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's kind of exciting for yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, the draft is always exciting. It's like, this is like the first time you kind of, like, sit there and say, okay, yeah, this is why I think we have a shot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like right now, even like Jacksonville feels good about themselves, right? You know what I mean? Like right. Detroit, like yeah, this is our year. We're gonna finally make the playoffs. You know, right. yeah, <laughs> shit yeah. like that. You know, yeah. nah, that's good. I mean, I don't know. It'll weird. It'll be weird not seeing seven come out. It will. It certainly will. Um. So I'm, but I'm hoping, you know. I don't know. There'll be big shoes to fill, but at the same point, you know, last year was kind of bad. So it won't be, the shoes won't be that much bigger. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, the, the, at the end of the day, the question has to be, has that offensive line improved? Yeah, we. I know. Like at the end of all, at the end of the day, like if you can't, if that offensive line is not improved, because like Najee Harris, his production level wasn't as high as I thought it was going to be because of that offensive line. Yeah. You know, Ben's production far lower than I thought it would be because of that offensive line. Like, well, they tried to fix some of that off season, didn't they? They did. I mean, they they brought in some people and. You're hoping guys improve with age. Or there were a couple of rookies on that offensive line, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like one of those deals where you're hoping that offensive line just improves. Like if you could just be average. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you could just be average, and AJ will take take the reins. Right. You know what I mean? Because because like, I mean, if you look at it, like even if you're if even if you throw Pinkett out there week one, like what do you need for a, a rookie quarterback to be successful? Well. You need a strong running game where you have Najee Harris. So if that offensive line is average, 
You got a strong running game. You need a good tight end. Well, you got Pat Fryermuth. Oh. Pat Fryermuth is gonna is, to me developing to be one of the best. Yeah, he could be one of the best tight ends in the game. Yeah. You know, he he looks that good. And you need a good tight end to be a, like a security blanket for a young quarterback. Well, right. you got Pat Fryermuth. You know, do you have a guy who can go get it for you? Well, that, that's Deontay Johnson. Yeah. You know, he's one of the best route runners in the game right now. Yeah. Um, if Chase Claypool can get his head out of his ass and play to his potential, you know, he could be a beast, an unstoppable beast. You you throw in Pickens, who they, you know, they drafted, who, you know, again, tall receiver, but looks like he has phenomenal hands, you know, then you throw Austin in as this, you know, speedster where you just kind of like, we're going to throw him out there in a four wide receiver set and you just throw the ball deep. (laughs) <laughs> He'll go get it. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like pieces there where I'm saying like offensively you should be better than you are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. It, it's just the reason you're not is that offensive line. Yeah. So if that offensive line can get its shit together and just be average, right? You know, everything else comes together. What do you think about the defense? Well, I, I mean, like, okay. I think I think the defense really is going to hinge on two guys, and that's Devin Bush. If Devin Bush can be the Devin Bush we saw his rookie year, mm-hmm. then we've got something special again. Yeah, like because I his rookie year you saw it, he was a sideline to sideline guy. Oh yeah, he gets injured and he's no longer that guy yeah. for whatever reason, and um. The Stefan Tuit come back and play to the level that he's played at in the past. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, like, those other guys were, uh, yeah, I salute your service, but you weren't Stefan Tuit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Tuit is a, a special player. And I, he had the, the injury, he had the death of his brother. You know, there was a lot of shit going on there. And I'm just hoping, like, he can come back and he can be the Stefan Tuit of old. And if that's the case, that, with, you know, Watt and Highsmith on the edges, like you've got yourself a recipe for a Tyson Alalu. He was out all of last year too, or the majority of it. Yeah. You get Alalu back because he was a big component as well. What about what's the guy we drafted? Not drafted, free agent. Um, I can't remember. Like, I think he. I think he was a middle linebacker. Was he a middle linebacker? Yeah. He's a beast too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's like the backup plan if, if Bush doesn't work out. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, he's like the guy who's like, yeah, okay, we need you to uh, clean clean yeah. up some business. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need you to, we need you to uh, replace this guy because he stinks. Wow. I, I'm sure they'll give Bush a chance. I'm, I'm sure they will because it's a big investment in him. Yeah. You know. But at the same time, like it's and it's like frustrating because like I, you saw in his rookie year how oh, good man, he was. It was. So good that first year. And then you know the injury occurs, and now he's not nearly as good. You know he was he looked horrible last year at times. There were times I was watching him get blocked, and I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. That's that's awful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I said, Miles Jack is the guy you're thinking of from Jacksonville. 
Okay. They signed him. Okay. He's an inside linebacker. He can't play outside. But I think they're, they're bringing him in to be the guy next to Bush. To take some of that pressure off. So. Okay. There's that. All right. So. The Batman and sports ball. Yeah. What a show. I hear you. Anything you add to the proceedings there, sir? <clears throat> no, I'm good. All right, well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey, you can send us an email like Thad does each and every week. Uh, Thad did say he went to Kennywood last weekend, and he enjoyed the hell out of it. Cool. He did say he get they get potato patch fries and gravy, which sounds delicious, but I don't think I want to eat that at Kennywood. <laughs> no. That's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's too heavy. I'll get the sweats just thinking about that, like 95 degree heat next to that potato patch. Yeah. Yeah. No. Then you're hitting that waterlogged bathroom by the kangaroo that's oh. just filth. Oh. oh. <laughs> it is filth. Filth indeed. It has been filth for years. Yeah. Oh. I remember that bathroom used to have, uh, you had to put a quarter in to use that stall. Yeah. Yeah. You had to pay for the privilege. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they need to bring that back. Yeah. Because <laughs> that bathroom is... It's like a horror movie set. Yeah. Oh, I hate that bathroom. Yeah. I do. It's like the worst bathroom in Kennywood. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. And I don't understand why it was always so wet. No, it was always lie. like soaking wet. And I could... Yeah. I was like... Thinking to myself, did they just spray this fucker down? Yeah. Or, like, is there just, like, a bunch of uh, holes in the roof? Because I, I could never understand why that bathroom was always so wet. Because it wasn't by any water ride. No. No, it, but it was. It was just, like, water. Just It was, like, I don't know. Something was just, like, leaking, like a, a sieve. Yeah, it, 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 it was almost like it was, like, uh, if you've ever been to a water park bathroom. Yeah. But it was like that all the time. All the time. And I could not un- ever understand why. No. Because there's no water, anything near that place. Yeah. Nothing. The only thing near that place is the where you yeah, squirt, the gun. squirt guns. Yeah. But there's nothing yeah. near that bathroom that's wet. Yeah. It, well, you get off the old mill soaking wet. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. It was a weird thing. But yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway. It's kind of going to the zoo. Those bathrooms were always like sprayed down like that. Yeah, you sprayed out like the animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody shit on the toilet again. <laughs> Take those. Bring in the hoses. <laughs> yeah. Let people walk on it. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, <laughs> See, he says an email like Thad did. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. We're very, very easy to find. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, we're on a number of, pod, number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. And uh, on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.